Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. I should be on vacation, but it seems like the world may need me right now. So I'm heading off the beach and over to Sunbury Motors Hyundai for Christmas and July savings on all new Hyundais. If you're looking for an SUV, Sunbury Motors Hyundai has over 70 SUVs on sale until July 31st. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 28 Hyundai Konas in stock with $34.97 off starting at $18,583. If a Hyundai Tucson is on your wish list, Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 22 in stock. Starting at $23,343 and qualifies for 0% for 72 months. Remember, all new Hyundais come with America's best warranty 10 years, 100,000 mile powertrain, and 5 years, 60,000 mile base warranty. Moving up in size is the Hyundai Santa Fe with 0% for 72 months plus a $1,950 discount. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 20 in stock starting at $27,552. Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. <laughs> Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Friday to you. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Yeah, Corey. I think. Uh, on Wednesday, you may see somebody in the store. That'd be me. Huh? Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar. Oh. Led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. And you want to talk about the timing of product line and promotion. Back in, what was it, April? Corey said, uh, hey, we're going we're gonna to have ice-cold slushies. Well, evidently somebody knew ahead of time that there would be a heat wave. <laughs> yeah, six flavors of slushies, all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. And not only that, but Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. And who has Hyundai? Sunbury Motors has Hyundai. And the Christmas in July sale, today's the 31st. Great deals. All right, we'll start with this. Uh, the ever-evolving St. Louis Cardinals story. First, it comes out, multiple Cardinals test positive. Oh, okay. Then it's two Cardinal players test positive. Okay. Then it is two staffers tested positive. Oh, okay. And then it's, now it's actually two Cardinals pitchers that tested positive. So their game with Milwaukee tonight is postponed. Uh, they're still scheduled to play tomorrow night at 7, and uh, a doubleheader, two seven-inning games on Sunday to make up for tonight. So I want to bring this. Uh, Araldus Chapman, by the way, cleared. So your guy, 
is now back. Your guy is now back. How about that? Come on, Matt. You got to be happy about that. I think Matt quit. I am happy about that. He's he's cleared. Juan Soto cleared. Indiana football. Didn't we mention on Monday that by today they'd be cleared? Yes, that's right. right? Guess what happened today? They're good to go. They're cleared. This is why you people listen to this show. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I mean, all these things that we talk about, okay, uh, the Marlins are going to take 20 and throw them on a bus and go to Miami. Ay, that's 24 hours on a bus. But how is that even going to be possible? Because the Miami-Dade mayors already said, nope, none of the team can come back down if they're on quarantine for two weeks. And it hasn't been two weeks yet. <laughs> so I don't know how they're going to do that. Maybe the 24 hours is going to feel like two weeks. Uh, but that's how long it's going to take. Uh, I, I want to. Can I bring this up about baseball for a moment? Sure. Two, couple things I want to bring up. Uh, in fact, I want to do this in two parts. The NBA being lauded as an incredible success, right? Wow, it's like so incredible. They play two games. <laughs> okay, they, they play two. They play one day, two games. <laughs> okay. In other words, okay. Instead of Look what they've done. It's incredible. What a success. Well, yesterday was a success. <laughs> okay. Just, I usually save the what a success for a little bit later date. Okay. <laughs> I don't do it after, like, they played two games and LeBron played well. Um, but they're off to a good start, and nobody's been testing positive. The same thing with the NHL. So that's a good start. In fact, there are NBA games this afternoon, as a matter of fact, I do believe. Because, you know, like in the bubble, you have to do the fact. Orlando, with uh, a little bit less than 11 minutes ago in the first half, leads Brooklyn 40-39. to And then at 4 o'clock, Memphis takes on Portland. Phoenix takes on Washington. Then at 6.30, ESPN gets into the act with uh, the Celtics and Bucks. At 6.30. Sacramento plays San Antonio. And then the nightcap on ESPN is Houston against Dallas. Yesterday, TNT had... I'm sure the ratings on TNT were phenomenal. Last night, I think the ratings on ESPN tonight are going to be phenomenal. But can I bring this up about baseball for a second? Why do you have those other 30 guys... If you're not going to use them, right? I, I'm. That's the part that confuses me about this. Why do you have the other thirty guys? I thought the idea was you and you test positive, and uh, okay, well, you're going to have to sit out a while, and I'm just going to take two guys from the, the thirty and bring them with me. I thought that was the idea behind this. I know you got to do a little contact tracing and so forth, but I thought that was the idea about the thirty extra guys. That's the idea they laid out. I'm just I'm just giving you their layout, their idea. Um, and somebody explained to me why the Phillies aren't playing. 
Do you know how many players have tested positive? None. Zero. These are all my questions exactly. But, yeah, we actually have two players that tested positive, but we're going to try play baseball this weekend anyway. <laughs> well, with the Cardinals? Yes. It well, makes fine. zero sense for them to play this weekend. If if you if you think they've been isolated enough, I'd play and replace them with two guys. I thought that was the idea behind the thirty man roster. The and you're right about that. Guys. But once again, Steve, as we've talked about before, it's just falling down the stairs and falling down the stairs and falling down the stairs. Well, but my here's my I wish they would tell you it is not a stretch and it does not violate HIPAA laws because you're not mentioning specific names. I want to know if they're symptomatic or asymptomatic. In other words, they tested positive and they feel great. Okay? Or they're symptomatic, they don't feel well, like, uh-oh. Okay? But I thought that was the entire idea behind this. I mean, the Phillies have had no players test positive. Now, I know they're trying to be cautious here, but... They've tested negative. All the Phillies players have tested negative for two weeks. They all tested negative going into the Miami series. They've all tested negative coming out of the Miami series. Okay, no offense. I say it's time to go back out there. The Phillies don't have what, you know, I realize that uh, a coach tested positive. Okay, I got that. Coach around player. But the coach was wearing a mask the entire time. Right? I thought masks were supposed to help. So the coach the coaches are all wearing masks the entire time. All of them are. Clubhouse attendant probably is wearing a mask the entire time too, and I believe it did turn out it was the visiting clubhouse attendant. Now it doesn't mean look, the visiting clubhouse attendant doesn't just go in, take care of the visiting clubhouse, and like a cloistered monk leaves and goes home and nobody ever sees him. Of course he has contact with everybody else. You know, in the you know in the building, clubhouse, things like that. They they have responsibilities. But again, this is this is my point when it comes to why do, why bother having the uh, the extra thirty players if you're not going to use them, right? I thought that was the entire point of the extra 30 players, the ones that are sitting at Lehigh Valley right now. I think that's where they are, right? They're at Lehigh Valley? Yep. And Altoona for the the Pirates. The Altoona for the Pirates. I think the uh, Yankees are using Scranton-Wilkesbury. Correct. I mean, that's what they're doing. Harrisburg, do they know that the Yankees... Have players in Scranton Wilkesboro? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just asking. But I'm just I'm just saying. What was the uh, what's the what's the rationale behind having the 30 players if you're not going to use them? If I look at the Cardinals, for example, they say it's two pitchers. If I test everybody and they all test negative today, I'm going this weekend. 
because you've already been testing negative on a consistent basis to begin with, correct? It is, you know, I try to be as optimistic, but also as realistic as possible about this. In other words, if something, look, if something bad happens, right, there's bad news. Have I ever shied away on this show over the last five months and, and not talked about bad news? Ever? If it's news is news. So if it's not great news, you still talk about it. All right? And if it's positive news, you talk about positive news. Okay. Every once in a while, it's, I sit back and I say, look, I... I I, I, I get it. Two players tested positive, but like everybody else, there's 33 players they have with them. That means the other 31 tested negative. All the Phillies have tested negative. All of them. Yet they keep sitting out. See, that, that part to me, I look at and go, wait a minute, hold on a second here. Really? If somebody needs to be removed because you're worried about contract contact tracing or whatever, then remove them and go through the protocol. If somebody else, you know, because we don't know which coach it is, but again, that coach was wearing a mask the entire time. Because that's the protocol. You look in the dugout, they're all wearing, all the coaches are wearing masks. You can almost see uh, Madden's, Joe Madden's beard behind the mask. So I'm just asking that. Why have the other 30 players if you're not going to use them? Now, the Yankees don't have to do that because they're a superior organization. I did that for your benefit, Matt. I appreciate it. The Marlins are putting 20 on a bus. On a bus? Oh, it's a 24-hour bus trip. Ay, ay, ay. As I've said before, Gary Bedman now ahead of Rob Manfred. <laughs> no, Gary, Gary, we got Bob Grove coming up today, right? Gary Bettman, I said this yesterday. Uh, I've said this several. Actually, I've said this two or three times in the last couple of weeks. He's had a rocky tenure as NHL president, but in this particular moment, and I talked about this extensively yesterday, but I've talked about it in brief stints here and there. How he has handled this as the NHL commissioner. You can't give him any any grade but A. He's talked to the players. He has said, we won't start until you tell me you're ready. We're not going to force anything on you. How long does it take you to ramp up? Okay, we'll do this in four phases because you as players think it's best. And in the middle of all this, they extended their collective bargaining agreement four years when now they have six more years of labor peace. 
the NHL's in the best spot it has ever been in to move forward. Next up is the TV contract. He'll negotiate that. It'll probably be a good one with NBC. He's going to put the players back in the Olympics because guess what? The players want to be in the Olympics. So he said, you want to be in the Olympics? We'll work out the schedule so you can be in the Olympics because the players want to be in the Olympics. I mean, this is how Adam Silver's been running the NBA. He's been running it as a partnership with the players. That's why you rarely hear of any labor dispute in the NBA because they feel that Adam Silver listens to them. Chris Paul, who's, uh, I know Michelle Roberts is head of the Players Association, but the, the lead player is Chris Paul. He has a very good relationship with Adam Silver. They can talk. And that's important when a commissioner can talk. Okay, which means it's not just the commissioner talking. The commissioner has to have the ability to listen. We're going to get into that uh, on the Iowa front in football uh, at 4.06. Orlando leads Brooklyn 50-47 to with six minutes to go opening half in Orlando. But Orlando's the visiting team in Orlando. Did you get all that? <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> I think your Yankees already have enough wins to wrap up the East, don't they? Uh, yeah, heading that way. <laughs> you want to talk about looking unstoppable. Holy mackerel, they are good. Now they got Chapman back. Yes, and the pitching was terrible last night from J.A. Happen and company, except for Adam Adovino, but... The judge comes to the rescue. At Adam Adovino, first ever first-round pick to play for the State College Spikes. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones today's show brought to you by brewers outlet reagan street in sunbury the beverage supermarket imports domestics microbrews best selection of beer anywhere wine coolers water soft drinks Snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar led by the barrels of the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We are in this. And again, they have six flavors of slushies. Six. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Wednesday going over and stopping and seeing them. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. And Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Yes, who has Hyundai? Sunbury Motors has Hyundai. And their Sunbury Motors Hyundai Christmas in July sale. Today's the 31st. Jump in, get the ball rolling. Great deal with the awesome warranty. 
All at Sunbury Motors and Sunbury Motors Hyundai. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Hopefully you went online, checked it out, and you already got the process going. All right. The NHL. It's funny, uh, the, this situation with the bubble. The only time I really had thought a lot about, uh, like, anything in a bubble was actually the corner office. Uh, so uh, that's uh, what? You going to consider the suit in the bubble? Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, but the NHL has Toronto and Edmonton. They get started in the road to the Stanley Cup tomorrow. The Penguins will get the uh, Montreal Canadiens in a best of five. Someone who doesn't need to isolate because people want to be around him, but does so anyways. Bob Grove, Bob, you know, welcome back. Great to have you with us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me back, Steve. And, uh, hey, I just want to say, interesting you mentioned the Larry King show overnight. I was a student at Penn State when I started to listen to that every single night. It was a great show. Yeah, <laughs> I did. We And we did because we carried – I remember we carried it. We were like <laughs> – and I remember coming into work, and they said, Larry King said the strike's over. I said, really? Because <laughs> I, was, I was trying to do sports. I had no sports to talk about for seven weeks. <laughs> yep. So that's where I got that ex- this experience from. All right. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, they played, you know, they played the, what, exhibition, whatever. So what would you think? I mean, how rusty did everybody look? I mean, I, I saw some of the Islanders, and I saw in the Rangers, so they had a good fight. They were in midseason form there. And the Flyers. Yeah. And pens played. Uh, how did you think the play was? I, you know, I, I thought the play was fine. It was uh, it was a little rusty, as to be expected. You know, I, I thought over across the board, mostly teams um, didn't quite look themselves, and I don't think you really could expect anything more than that. I mean, the Blues especially. I mean, they got whacked by Chicago and didn't score a goal and um, didn't look good at all, but they're still one of the cup favorites. So I think it was pretty much as expected. Yeah, okay. Uh, as for the Penguins, uh, uh, you know, obviously Crosby was out for a couple of days. Panic then ensued. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know Malkin in one of the games against the Flyers made a couple of big mistakes, but <laughs> that stuff it didn't count, so it didn't really matter. What are your thoughts on on that moving forward? Yeah, you know, look, the Penguins unfortunately are quite used to dealing with injuries, and so, but that doesn't stop the uh, the panic that you mentioned because obviously the <laughs> the Penguins going into the playoffs without Sidney Crosby is a humongous story. But, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and they, you could sort of tell by the way they were practicing and the lines they were using while he was out that it wasn't going to be anything big, and it hasn't been. So, you know, and, and Malkin's line was probably the Penguins' best line in that exhibition game against the Flyers, but Gino made one big turnover in his own zone that led to a goal. So, look, the Penguins have more experience than any team. That, you take all the playoff games combined of any of the 24 teams in the tournament. They, 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 that's the Penguins. They've got experience. They've got Hall of Famers. They've got depth. They've got skill. It's really just a question, Steve. What kind of goaltending are they going to get? And how well are they going to play defensively? And that's a, that. And the goaltending part, we can't tell. I mean, we can't tell going into this. I mean, I, it would be an absolute guess to me as to which one got hot. I'd have to actually see them play a couple of games first. 
Yeah, and they both split the game against Philadelphia, obviously, mm. which you know, I know I expected to happen. Look, I think it's going to be Matt Murray. Matt Murray is, is Mike Sullivan's guy, and I think Matt Murray's going to get the start given his Stanley Cup playoff experience, whereas mm-hmm. Tristan Jari, who uh, played him this season, hasn't ever played a game. I think we will see both. I think Murray will have a short leash. If he's on his game, he'll stay in. If he's not on his game, he'll come out. I think that's going to be true. But I'll tell you what, Steve, it's amazing to me. There's so much focus on goaltending at any year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Sure. But if you look around the league right now, this is, I have never seen this level of uncertainty about goaltenders. Look, I, it looks like Shostakhin's going to play for the Rangers, but there was this big debate. Yorgiev, do you try to put Lundqvist back in? Who is Tortorella going to play in Columbus? Merzlikin or Corpusalo? You go to Mark Andre Fleury's not had a good season. Mm-hmm. Looks like he may get to start, but Robin Leonard. He's going to have a short leash. Is it Soros in Nashville? Is it Talbot or Riddick in Calgary? You could go on. I've never seen anything like this. The uncertainty around who a team's playoff goalie is coming into the opening of the playoffs. It's amazing how sometimes you get you you, you have a guest on so often that you get so much on the same page or in sync. My very next question was going to be exactly which team has a settled goal. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and really, well, we're, I mean, yeah. what, it was, it, what, is Vasilevsky the one guy? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's the, you know, he, he's the guy, one of the few yeah. places where you, you, you know for sure who's going to play, right? So, and these are big, big, big questions. And um, they're, they're, for some teams like the Rangers, if Shostakhin plays anything like he did, at the end of the regular season, the Rangers could suddenly be a, a lot more dangerous team. In fact, I think they're going to beat Carolina in, in, in yeah. their playing round. Yeah, I do. I do too. In fact, I wouldn't. You know, no offense. I think the Penguins need no more than four to get out of this. Montreal's not. One thing about Montreal. Let's give them credit. Since they they have one of the greatest histories in the history of that you can have in any sport, and they haven't won anything since 1993. And this might be one of their worst teams. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I absolutely agree, and that's my pick as well. I think the Penguins win this series in four. Montreal, Steve, they can skate. I mean, that's one thing to say about them. They mm-hmm. were second in the league in shots per game. They will possess the puck. They will get some looks, but they're not good at finishing. They don't have the depth to stay with the Penguins. They don't have the special teams to stay with the Penguins. And, yes, Carey Price uh, can turn a game, et cetera, et cetera. In his career, he's under 500 against the Penguins. He's not had great success against them lately. Um, in fact, I looked uh, just yesterday. The last six times he's played, he started a game against the Penguins with Crosby and Malkin in the lineup. The Penguins are 5-1, and one, and they're averaging almost four goals a game. Mm-hmm. I just don't see a way Montreal wins the series. And he doesn't get much help in front of him. That, that's also <laughs> part of it, too. He doesn't get a lot of help in front of him. No, I mean they're they're an average defensive team. Yep. yep. Uh, okay. Uh, let's talk about atmospherics for a moment. Every everybody has to play through the same deal, uh, and these you know and the players they scrimmage with nobody around all the time anyway. But yep. obviously, any athlete really thrives with a crowd. They'll <laughs> they'll pipe in noise and so forth. What's your thought on that? Um, the the crowd noise being used, yeah, I, I love it actually. I think it I think it helps to replicate a little bit, you know, of what the typical experience is in an obviously a weird situation. But these guys will they'll adjust. Um, it won't be a big deal. But I will say this: you know, Steve, that when you get in a hockey rink with eighteen twenty thousand people in a playoff setting, oh yeah, the way the crowd behaves and the noise they can produce can lift a team. 
And, you know, if they're going to all, they're all going to miss that big time, and especially where the crowds are uh, crazy uh, during the playoffs, and that's a lot of places. So they're going to miss that, and they're going to have to sort of have that drive on their own a little bit. They'll downplay it. It'll never be the same. But what I've seen so far, I mean, the production of it on TV for everybody looks fine. See, I'm with you. I think the true, absolute, diehard purist who wants to hear what the players are actually saying or doing don't want crowd noise. I think everybody else, I think, is fine with, hey, fine, crowd noise. I'm, you know, yeah. Uh, just because it gives you at least the viewer at home, not just the player, but the viewer at home, I feel that you're watching a game. That's all. Yeah. No, I I agree. It's entertainment. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, and and that you know I've loved it so far. And here's the thing about if you didn't have it, Steve. I mean, it, it, people joke about it, but I, I'm going to be serious. If you had no noise except what you're hearing on the rink, you'd have to have a guy on the mute button at the network <laughs> every ten seconds. Uh, you are so right. <laughs> you are so right. Right. They're not going to sit there and say, "Oh, doggone it." <laughs> I know. No, not. I know. Everybody can hear me. Yay! <laughs> you are a quote freaking loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't leave it. <laughs> I disagree with that call. <laughs> I think. I think the call you just made may have been incorrect. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! It would be funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, but your younger viewers wouldn't be right. Uh, that. Oh, I don't no. think there's some of your older viewers out there going. <laughs> they don't want to. Hear. I always love when people say, "I want to hear what they're saying." All right. Well, you and I. Yeah. You. I mean, you've been. You've been to enough in your lifetime. Uh, morning skates. I've been to enough practices in my lifetime. Yeah. We're. After a while, it just becomes second nature to us, and I think that's what the fans don't understand. It may be unique to you, <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, look, we all love. Look, we all love the stories about what when they come out occasionally about what players how they chirp each other on the ice and things they say because it's hilarious a lot of times. Sure. it's not about obscenities or anything. Right. It's just about like you know, so. Yeah, I get it, but yeah. yeah, this this will be best for all. Right. Well, not only that, like you'll see, for example, coaches on on a sideline take football, football or basketball. You'll see coaches on the sideline, or even in hockey behind the bench, and they'll they'll yell at each other about something, and they're mm-hmm. they're both agreeing on it. They're just both mad about it. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, absolutely true. Uh, all right. So now we we get into this this round this this stage here. Is there any series that's a little more intriguing to you than any other, Bob? Because the matchup is really actually that good. Uh, the one that I am absolutely loving is Toronto and Columbus. Yeah. And, and here's why I say that because there's always so much focus on the Leafs. You know, can they get past the first round with this group? They're not good defensively. Um, there's a ton of pressure on Freddie Anderson, the goalie, a ton, more than any other goalie in this in this playoff. No doubt. Um, they're skilled, they're quick, they're young. And then you got a Columbus team who a year ago swept Tampa, who was the favorite, and can't score. That's their issue. The Columbus Blue Jackets have trouble they just have trouble scoring, and they're one of the lower scoring, one of the two lowest scoring teams in the entire field. But, but they will forecheck you like crazy, 
and they're big and they're structured and they're gritty. And Toronto's not good in its own end. So I'm not quite there to pick Columbus to win it because I'm not sure about the goaltending, as I mentioned. But I am absolutely fascinated by this matchup because Columbus, they might do it. I think it's going five games either way. And I'll say this. Toronto brings speed to the table. That they have a they have a lot of speed, and I'll give you another player where there's some pressure on him, and it's not Matthews. To me, there's pressure on John Tavares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're yeah, yeah no yeah you, you yeah, signed he was he was brought there to help get this young group yep. over the hump. Yep, I mean that and, that's, and it hasn't happened. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, that, I agree. Yeah, to me, that's uh, Matthews will have certain pressure. Whatever. I'll say this about Matthews. I think he has handled the fact that. He's the one guy that's been identified with having COVID. And he's like, well, I'm back. <laughs> right? But yeah. I, don't, I don't think he likes the, the stigma of it. And that's why, that's why leagues are not revealing who's testing positive. That, that's right. And that's the, that's the right thing to do. And let's remember yes. that, of course, he didn't disclose that. It got, you know, it got reported. It got reported correctly, but it wasn't his idea to have it out there. We have had a, a few players who have just flat out said, yeah, I had it, but, you know, that was in the weeks and weeks ago, and I'm good. But, yeah, I, I think the NHL is doing the right thing. And people are, you know, I know reporters are complaining and some fans about how you don't know if, if the guy isn't there, you're left to wonder. Does that mean he he right. tested positive or he just is, is nicked up? Hey, let's let's go back into history. You think you're getting any injury information during the Stanley Cup playoffs? <laughs> uh, no, you're not. Even under the best of conditions, right. so it's kind of business as usual. Upper body respiratory issue. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. One, one final question on big picture here. It has been at times a very bumpy, bumpy road for Gary Bettman. Uh, now, we'll see how this turns out, but what has the last few months done for the image of Gary Bettman, who has really listened to the players during all this, including like, hey, look, how long does it take you guys to ramp up? You tell me, we'll do it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad you asked this question. It's been so impressive, and I don't think he's getting, he's getting some credit, but I don't think he's getting enough credit. It's done a lot for his reputation. Absolutely. The NHL has got the teams into the bubble. Their last week of camps, not a single positive test among some 4,000 tests. The players are taking care of themselves. Everybody involved in this, including the local government and health officials, have been raving about the plan the NHL has put together. So they've done a lot of thought. They've partnered with the players on this. You just said it, Steve. They've truly partnered. They have listened to the players. The players said, we want the teams reseeded after the competi- you know, after each round. That's what they're doing. Yep. And in the midst of all this, they don't just put this together, Steve. They do a four-year agreement, a collective bargaining agreement yes. on top of everything. It's, yes. been, it's been spectacular the way this has worked out for the NHL. Always a pleasure, Bob. Great to have you with us. Glad we can relive the days of Larry King. <laughs> <laughs> Great to be on with you, Steve. He is wonderful, Bob Grove. Uh, talking a little hockey. I wanted to, we wanted to talk to Bob now because I wanted to take the next half hour to talk a little bit about the Iowa situation and some of the elements that came out of that Iowa investigation when it came to football. We're going to do that next half hour. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Thank you. 
Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Okay, um, right now, what, there's six teams being held out of action, but it's because of two teams, essentially. The Brewers, the Cardinals, the Marlins, the Phillies, the Nationals, and the Blue Jays. Well, nobody in the Blue Jays has tested positive. The Nationals had uh, Juan Soto, and he was held out, and now he's tested negative twice, and he's back. Phillies have had no players test positive. None. Yeah. Look, I understand completely how contagious this is, and so believe me, because I've tried to take very good... I've tried to be diligent not just for me but everybody around me so I've understood that part I got it okay but there isn't a single Phillies player that's testing positive and they've had how many tests this week you know because the because the goalpost moves on this too often for my to be honest with you the goalpost moves too often on this. Well, he tested negative. Well, you got to do it a couple times. Okay, I'm fine with that. Then you do it two times. Well, you got to keep doing it because it could show up in four days, five days. I, uh, to be honest with you, you're not going to get anywhere if you keep moving the goalpost. Uh, so. They're going to their their game. They were supposed to play at two this afternoon. Now they're going to play tomorrow at seven and play a doubleheader with two seven inning games. These are all things. Remember, we talked about this in June. You may have doubleheaders with seven innings. Remember, Matt, we talked about everybody using the DH. We talked about putting the runner on second. We talked about seven inning doubleheaders. We talked about all that stuff in June. Yep, and now it's all here. Well, it's all here, but it's all from our experience in the minor leagues. It's the fastest way to get games in when you do that. That's why we brought it up, because I'm not sitting here with an original idea. It's two Cardinals pitchers. Uh, They never did go to Miller Park, by the way, so they never went there. Uh, they've instructed all players and staff to self-isolate. They'll test again. And if they go negative, they're going to play. The rest of the Marlins, by the way, are staying in Philadelphia. Seems like the Marlins are a greater threat than Toronto being in Pennsylvania. Well, okay. That's 